the coolest community in freight. I'm your host, Sydney Edwards, bringing you the latest tech updates, warehouse news, everything happening in the cold chain world. Now, you know Running on Ice, the show, you know Running on Ice, the newsletter. I write this newsletter every Wednesday and Friday covering all the same topics. And today I'm going to give you a bit of a taste for tonight's newsletter. Let's get into some things. Now, American Airlines Cargo takes on a cool partnership with Sunoco Thermosafe's Pegasus ULD shipping container. In a news release from Sunoco, the company explains that the two are now in a lease agreement for the temperature-controlled bulk container, the world's first FAA and EASA-approved advanced passive bulk ULD container for pharmaceutical use with real-time tracking and temperature measuring capabilities. Pegasus ULD containers are made with composite materials, making them lighter and more durable compared to metal containers. Now, American Airlines Cargo will welcome these Sunoco Thermosafe containers to its fleet in the next few months. And DHL Supply Chain has officially bought pharmaceutical and healthcare logistics specialist NTA. DHL says that this move strengthens its hold in Mexico and extends its temperature-controlled and transportation infrastructure in the life sciences and healthcare sector. For 20 years, NTA has worked in providing logistics services in that sector. A news release says NTA currently makes over 165,000 specialized deliveries a year, distributing more than 43,000 tons per year. NTA has a team of 600 people, and DHL Supply Chain currently employs over 12,500 people in logistics. And Cambridge Capital announced a majority investment in BOA Logistics and Flow Cold Storage, known together as BOA. The two 3PL companies focus on refrigerated LTL freight consolidation. And a news release from PR Newswire says this partnership will give BOA the opportunity to expand its cold chain freight consolidation platform and build on the 50% revenue growth and 130% EBITDA growth it saw over the last year. Walter Lopes, the co-founder and president of BOA, said the goals of the partnership will be to invest heavily into technology and automation and expand geographically. He believes BOA will become a household name in the cold chain LTL world. Cambridge Capital's Benjamin Gordon and Matt Smalley have joined BOA's board of directors and BOA's founders, Matt Mogar and Walter Lopes, will continue to lead the business full-time and serve on the board. Now let's get to the good stuff. I am joined today by Colby Varley with Advanced Transportation Services. Colby, how are you doing? I'm excellent. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good. It's glad to have you on. We'll just kind of start with a bit of your background. Tell me, I know you're working in sales with ATS, but how did you really get started there? Uh, I got started here. Um, my parents were both in produce. Uh, my dad still sells produce. Uh, my dad drove truck for the Tom Lane Company. Uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, and that's where he met Marshall, who Marshall Kipp is the CEO of ATS. Uh, I graduated college. I was working for uh, another local trucking company here in Salinas, just doing inter-California uh, LTL. Uh, got a little bit burned out on that. And um, through mutual friendships, uh, got connected with Marshall and uh, been here ever since. I think that makes for a bit over six years if you look at your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, kind of got really into it about 18. So going on 12 years of uh, trucking, got my CDL, been behind the wheel, um, loaded trucks, just done a little bit of everything. So um, talking to both the customer and the carrier, it makes for uh, 
you know, pretty easy when you've done a little bit of it yourself, you know, it's not so foreign. What would you say is your favorite part of the job that you've been working on? Uh, it's very competitive. Uh, you know, I mean, you're not competing against anyone. I mean, I, I guess you, you are, but I'm, you know, a competitive guy. Uh, I want to win. And, uh, you know, I, I try and do that every day. And so I would like to hear more a bit about ATS. Tell me, who, do, who does the company typically serve? I know things began in fresh fruit and vegetables some 36 years ago. So maybe tell me how things have expanded and, and what the uh, company currently works with. Yeah, so we try and be the white glove service uh, of the industry when it comes to highly perishable transportation. Um, so we really focus on refrigeration, um, you know, and highly perishable. So, you know, a lot of team service, um, blueberries, strawberries, bananas, um, any kind of produce. Um, and we've really, in the last couple of years, we've kind of expanded our footprint into the, you know, uh, proteins and meats, um, which has been good. And, um, you know, that, that's a majority of what we focus on. So, our main loading areas are, you know, the West Coast from California, Arizona, Oregon, Washington, Idaho. And then uh, when the seasons are right, you know, we'll be in South Texas, we'll be in Arizona, and we'll be in, in the Florida area as well. So what are you currently moving at the moment? Uh, on today's board, you know, we got uh, cantaloupes, honeydews, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, romaine, head lettuce, um, there's a couple protein loads on the board, uh, red onions. Um, so that, that's what's currently moving. Um, any pr- produce in season, there's some grapes on the board. Um, so we, we kind of have a cornucopia of, of different items, um, that we're moving every single day. Everything that's going right now, everything that's in season. We are talking about, uh, you and I were planning on getting into service failures um, and, you know, maybe how you deal with that. So I'd like to start with what are the services that you specifically deal with? And maybe after that, we'll get into the failures that are included. Yeah. So when when we talk about a service failure, it's usually, you know, uh, if a carrier is not making on-time pickup or or on-time delivery, and there's different categories there, controllable, uncontrollable, uncontrollable. but it seems from 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 my opinion and others that here in our office, what we're seeing is, is obviously the freight market's on a downhill trajectory uh, when it comes to rates. And the there can be a little bit of a, of, uh, a lack of uh, attention to that, you know, extra service from from some carriers when the market's going not in their favor. You know, when the rates are on the way up and everyone's doing really well and making a lot of money, you know, the trucks are there, uh, you know, ready to pick up most of the time because they're getting paid, you know, extravagantly for that. So just, you know, um, just a reminder to all the carriers, like I I know the rates, uh, market rates, outside rates are not the best, but, you know, the attention to on-time pickup, on-time delivery is just, you know, more important now than it's ever been. Um, just a friendly reminder of that. And, and if it's not going to happen, you know, communication's key. Uh, you know, we don't want to be hunting you down, finding out where your, where your driver is or, or, you know, that you had an 8 PM appointments, you know, nine Oh five and you still haven't checked in yet. Um, but you know, and also being empathetic that, you know, 
if something does happen, you know, you, you got to make sure that you preserve that relationship with, with your broker or your customer and say, Hey, you know what, we made, we made a mistake and, um, here's what we're going to do to fix it. And, you know, um, don't lose faith in me, but, you know, tell them that you can get it done. You, you know, you can get it done and get it done correctly. So you're talking about when carriers are, are late to pick up, drop off. What do you think their reason for this would be? If you were to talk with one of them, I'm sure you probably have gotten many answers, but what are some of the things that you're hearing? Uh, you know, you, you kind of get a, a laundry list of items. I mean, um, I had one today that they said the driver didn't wake up in time for the appointment, which, you know, he was, he was there. Um, so that could be the case. Um, you know, I've heard a driver lost a bill of ladings, uh, you know, the list goes on and on and it's very hard to decipher how much of that is really true. Obviously you want to believe, uh, everyone. Um, but it gets to a point where you have to have that conversation with your carrier and say, Hey, look, like, you know, we have all the trust in the world in you. Uh, we want to continue doing business with you. Um, but you know, please don't let something like this happen again. And if it does just know that I'm not going to be able to, uh, put you on these loads for a while. Cause ultimately at the end of the day, um, you know, if we lose that business, we're out that business. So I, you know, I got to protect, um, our business and, um, you know, my customer's business as well. So, it's kind of a fine line there. Um, and that's why, you know, carrier scorecards are great to keep everybody accountable. And, and, you know, without that data, it's just an opinion at that point. Um, so we look at that. I was going to say, so it sounds like this is something that is happening more often then you would really like it to, of course, more often so much so that you need to have this conversation. Are you running into maybe more excuses lately? Or do you think it's the seasonality of it? Or just, you know, that this is an issue in the industry? Well, it's definitely an issue in the industry. I mean, everybody wants everything to go smooth 100% of the time. But unfortunately, that that's not reality. But, um, you know, in a slower market, it seems like, like I said, they seem to become more... Uh, noticeable i guess you know it's kind of like when a truck market's in a demand exceed supply state everybody is looking for a truck and they're kind of happy with what they're getting right they're getting a truck you know if it's going to show up a little late it's okay but you know when there's trucks everywhere in the market um you know on-time pickup and on-time delivery is just so key you know and they're looking at all factors price on-time delivery service uh just a whole gamut of things. So um, I, I wouldn't say that it's happening more frequently. And, you know, you also got to keep in mind, um, we're dealing with hundreds of carriers a day. So uh, it's not that I'm not saying that it's consistent, uh, you know, that's the same guys every single day, because, you know, all the same guys are not delivering every single day. But, you know, you have hundreds of carriers that you're dealing with. So you know, you go, Hey, we had more lates this week, or we had more lates this month. Like what's causing this, you know, we haven't really had any severe weather, um, yet. So I, I think, you know, one of the factors of that is, you know, the downturn on the market. Absolutely. And so when things aren't picked up in the, in a timely order, not dropped off in a timely order, what is that ripple effect that it creates? 
Well, it, it depends on, on the customer, but, you know, say you have a customer that, uh, you know, they use uh, liner lettuce for, for their sandwich or their burger and, and, you know, they're ordering 12, 15 pallets at a time and that order's coming in every three days. Well, you miss a delivery and they're running tight on what they have in stock. You know, they might not be able to get enough uh, liner lettuce to carry over one day that you're late, you know, or um, say you miss a delivery on a Friday and the DC's closed on Saturday and they don't reopen until Sunday. Well, now you just added, you know, you took two days off the... Uh, used by date code by, by doing something like that. Um, and you know, uh, customers are gonna maybe shift some of their freight elsewhere if you're not getting it done on time. Um, because they don't want to jeopardize, you know, their customer. So it, it can, you know, it can cause a lot of issues for a lot of people. So, you know, people are not fond of the issues and, um, obviously they do happen, but if they continuously happen, they're going to start seeking, uh, you know, other means to get it there when they want it there. And of course, eventually this all trickles down to the consumer who is eating the product, enjoying the product. And, you know, some who decide they don't want to shop where that location is anymore and, and go somewhere else if they're noticing this sell-by date is different and, you know, their produce or whatever isn't as fresh as it used to be. Absolutely. I had another question. You were you mentioned the carrier scorecards, and of course, I'm not uh-huh. you know on the ground working with a carrier, and so I haven't heard about these. Is this something? Is this a, a practice that you know many people participate in, or exactly you know should more people participate in in this? And what do these cards include? Well, uh, uh, I would say a lot of the you know bigger companies uh, handing out freight are, are definitely you know they have a carrier a carrier scorecard. Uh, for all their carriers in their group. So basically what that does is um, it's kind of like a report card, you know, uh, anything from your tender acceptance and rejecting to your on-time pickup, your on-time delivery. Um, all those things are measured uh, how you stack up against the group. So, you know, you, you might have a excellent uh, on-time pickup score, but maybe you're you know, on-time delivery score isn't as good as somebody else's or um, I've seen them now that they're, they're scoring uh, how well you track with their TMS. So how are your updates essentially? Um, All that's looked at, uh, you know, when they're deciding who to give freight to and, you know, it's not a bad thing um, for a carrier. It's actually a really good thing. I mean, if you have a solid score, across the board. I mean, that's definitely a bargaining chip when, when you go talk to that customer, um, you know, so it, it goes both ways for the carrier to use and their advantage. And it goes for the customer to use in their advantage as well. It's like, Hey, you know, uh, you're on the lower third of our, of our carrier group. We want to get your score up. Here's your scores. Like let's put a corrective action plan together. And, and how are we going to, you know, get your score up over the next three months or, or whatever the case is. So, um, you know, it's just a, it's a great tool because if you don't have it, um, you're really running off of motion, right? Like say you have one late truck and maybe it's not that bad of, of, you know, the carrier's not doing that bad, but it's just, you know, you think, God, this is like the sixth or seventh late we've had. 
but you're not tracking it. So dude, is that really correct? Like, is that correct data to go to your carrier, or go to your customer and say, Hey, you know, we've had seven lates, but with a scorecard, it's all recorded. You know, all the information's there. What happened? Why did it happen? Um, so it just gives you the correct data. Have you ever heard of any feedback after a scorecard? Let's say one is filled out and you know, the carrier didn't do as well. They were late or, you know, some of the items were damaged, anything like that. And had somebody reach out to say from the company to say, hey, you know, we recognize that this is what was on the scorecard. We're going to work on it moving forward or even having the carrier itself come forward and say, you know, I'm sorry that I was late or this is what happened. I know that this was noted on the scorecard and I just want to let you know we're working to change our ways. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's a partnership. Um, you know, we want our carriers to have the best scorecard possible. So, um, you know, for me personally, uh, you know, I, I know my carriers well. Um, a lot of them I have personal relationships with. So um, I kind of look at myself as a, you know, just the uh, outside salesman for their company. And, you know, I want their score to, to be, you know, excellent. And, um, you know, most people I think in business want to be winners. So, um, you know, they want, they want the best score or at least they're going to try. Um, and, and that's all you can really ask for. Um, you know, there's a, so many great people in this business. I mean, just, uh, from the carrier side to the customer side, um, you know, pretty blessed. I can make a phone call and get help probably anywhere in the country if I really need it. So, um, yeah, I mean, People are, you know, people want to do better. And, uh, you know, I definitely want to help them. It sounds like what this really comes down to is respecting each other in the industry and having a strong line of communication. Would you agree? Absolutely. 100%. And in what ways do you think folks could, you know, better improve their communication? I know you've said you've mentioned a couple ways to talk to your carriers and, and other people in the industry, but any other tips you might give on that communication? Um, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the technology is there. It's just a matter of, of using it. Um, you know, things are going to happen. Um, but, you know, still kind of mind blown when, you know, something happens and you don't get uh, notified. And it's like, dude, you have an iPhone or an Android in your hand. Like, is it really that difficult? You know, I mean, you could text me, email me, call me. Like, you know, I mean, it's almost 2023. Like there's really no excuse anymore as far as I'm concerned, but, um, you know, I, I think the technology is there. It's just a matter of everyone using it. Well, especially when almost every day now there's a new company coming out with the new technology for these, you know, these companies to adapt to. And you're right. The technology is there to communicate, to monitor, you know, the loads on the way and everything, yeah. all the above. Yeah, it's all here. Was there anything else that you think you'd like to mention towards to, to carriers, to service failures, um, just while I've got you on this topic specifically? I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Um, you know, we'd all, like I said earlier, we, we want everything to run smoothly, but unfortunately, you know, that that's not reality. So just, um, you know, be empathetic and, hey, you know, we made a mistake. I'm sorry. Um, you know, what can I do to make it right? And, uh, you know, just ask for that other opportunity, but the, you know, uh, having a, something go wrong and then just brushing it off and acting like it never happened. It's like, is that how you really want to treat your business partner or, or your customer? I mean, 
um, you know, sometimes it's just kind of mind boggling. Like it just kind of rolls off people's back, like, Hey, whatever, you know, and it's like, dude, like, let's talk about this. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get past it, but we need to make sure that we do something to make sure that it's not going to happen again. You know, it's just, that, that's just the way of our business. What would you say has been the best response you've gotten from, you know, carrier when you're addressing an issue? Uh, the best response I've gotten is, um, you know, obviously we've worked together for a long time and then, you know, something happens and then, you know, they, they do exactly what we've talked about. And it's like, all right, cool. Like we're on the same page. Um, stuff does happen, but you know, right foot, left foot, and let's go on to the next load and, and do a better job. But just when, when they're on top of it coming out, like, Hey, we made a mistake. This is exactly what happened. Here's what we're doing to fix it. And, uh, it's not going to happen again. You know, let's move on. It's like, all right, Roger that. Let's go. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Colby, for explaining all the service failures, how to fix them, what you think should be addressed in the industry. Tell me more about what ATS is doing. Is there anything new and upcoming for the company? Yeah, so we're actually uh, rolling out with McLeod um, for a new TMS system. So we've uh, updated from... Um, the service that we've been using since the early 90s. So we're definitely two. Um, so we're ready to to uh, better our API and EDI connections with our carriers and our customers. So we're going to get that uh, live here early November. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and just look, you know, looking forward to wrapping up the Salinas vegetable season and get back down to Yuma, Arizona. Um, that's pretty much, uh, what we got going on, um, in the tech space. And, uh, that's about it. Do you think it's going to be a learning curve, the new system? Oh, 100%. Um, but, uh, just, you know, as we talk, the amount of technology that's out there and what we don't have right now, it's like, we are a little bit behind the ball, uh, in the tech side. Um, so I think it's going to bring us back to, uh, you know, really being ultra competitive, um, you know, with some of these big box brokers, we, we don't, you know, we're, we're a smaller firm, but we pack a punch. So I, I think with a new, um, software like McLeod, we're, we're really excited. That's great. I'm glad you guys are stepping into that. I think it's going to be a great upgrade and it's really going to help out. I know. Absolutely. I wanted to ask, is ATS hiring? Is there anything going on job wise with the company? Yeah, we're always looking for salesmen. Um, you know, we're we're a cradle to grave type operation. So, um, some of the other big box guys, you know, they're doing a, a carrier sales team and a customer sales team. Um, we have the opportunity to do both, um, which is great. You know, I think personally, you know, you have a little bit more control of what's going on. Um, but we're always looking for for new sales guys that are hungry and and you know want to do well, um, which you guys can give me a call or email me, you know, I can get you in touch with the right people and see if it's the right fit for you. Of course, the sales guy pitching the sales positions that are open. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And any last, any last tips you might give out or anything else about ATS and what they're going, what they're heading on? Uh, just don't quit. You know, I mean, uh, it's, a tough market, but, um, there's room for everybody. So just, uh, you know, take your space and protect it and get after it. Perfect. And tell us where folks can hear more from you and from ATS. 
Um, you can go to our website, www.etsycelia.com. Um, you can go on my LinkedIn page, it's just Colby Varley. Um, and I think my email and my phone number should be on there, but, uh, you know, you can reach out to you guys or, um, that you should have my info as well. Absolutely. I think I did get most of it from the LinkedIn account. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Colby. It's been great to have you on. I appreciate it so much you joining the show. And I'm excited for the new, you said McLeod service for the TMS. McLeod software, yep. Can't wait. I'm excited for you guys. <laughs> All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Now, earlier in the show, I mentioned Running on Ice, the newsletter, which of course will be posted tonight. You can check it out at fruitwaves.com slash subscribe with the Running on Ice newsletter. We'll be talking about this interview, which will be linked and everything else that's happening in the cold chain world. Next week, I'm talking with Project 44 and Lineage Logistics. You won't want to miss it. Stay cool.